0: So we ended our our season of of preaching on rebellion and repentance. It was awesome. Actually, the amount of uh, uh, fruit that I saw in people's lives that they didn't even know they were ministering back to me. There was many conversations that I was in, and I was just listening to people sharing like a takeaway from it, but not saying, oh, this was my takeaway. They were sharing it in conversation. They were just sharing it because it's the truth, and they were just displaying the work of God through the teaching, and I thought that was powerful Um, But as we were going into this transition to this new season of spiritual warfare, man, has there been spiritual warfare. Isn't it funny that when you go start talking about something, you see it everywhere. It's kind of like you never owned a certain car, and then you buy that car, and you're like, what? Everybody got this car. Well, yeah. It's called mass production for a reason, right? But you get a Honda, you never drove a Honda before, and you see Hondas everywhere. You're like, man, they are everywhere. And that's what it's like when you go into any teaching or any season with God. If he's dealing with you on rebellion, guess what you're going to find everywhere? If it's repentance, right? It's just, if you want patience, you get every opportunity to be patient and you don't like it. Let's be honest. Can we just be honest? Lord, give me patience. Trial. (laughs) I didn't ask for trial. I asked for patience. How are you going to have patience when things are good? You only, you only exercise patience and develop patience when things are bad. And I do got good news for you. The world is bad. <laughs> It'll never be good. So what I found is as I started preparing for today's message, and it's simply entitled Peace and War, I want you to go to Galatians chapter five. I want to pray and then I'm going to, we're going to read a very short declaration prayer. And this is a prayer that you could write down Uh, You could go back and watch the video and write it down. You could pin it up somewhere in your house because spiritual warfare never stops. It is not something you turn on and off. It is happening all the time. Spiritual warfare is a way of life. There is no escaping the reality that there is war between God and the devil, between the Holy Spirit and your nature of your flesh. There is war. Amen. Now I could see all the, the old schools, you know, vets and they're like, yeah, brother preaching. The other ones that never been in a fight, no, I don't wanna I want to fight. I just want God to carry me into heaven. No. You are in a fight. Church, you're in a fight. Wake up. You're in a fight. Why do you keep asking God for peace in the earth? Why are we praying for peace in the earth? Don't you know that the scriptures say, I'm already preaching, God help me. Don't you know the scriptures say that when people say peace, peace, then the end will come? And we know that that day is not good for people who don't know him. So let me pray. (laughs) Father, I ask you now that you would take me, this vessel, this morning and use me for your will. I know you've called me to preach, but I also know you've called me to teach, and this morning I pray that you help me to do that. I can do nothing without you, and we cannot receive without you, so put your blessing upon this church this morning. May your presence be in our hearts and in our minds, and may we be in unity as we receive the teaching of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to say this prayer. I wrote this down. I felt like it was just in my heart, but you could repeat this after me. Just say, Father, Father, give me me the awareness of your spirit. spirit. Equip me me with faith to endure. endure. Grant me me the peace of Christ. Christ. Enrich me me with the wisdom from above above. for your glory glory and your renown. In Jesus' name, amen. I felt like this prayer was like a support to what I was about to go into. Michelle and I are, and and I say this with all humility. I say this in the spirit, so I don't say this in my flesh. I don't say this to compare to anyone else. I'm not saying this in order to be seen or to be heard. I'm saying this in vulnerability knowing that you don't have to agree with me, knowing that you could call me a liar, you can say that I'm boasting. I say this in reality that what I'm about to say is true. It's the reality. We are pastors. We are real pastors. Real. What does that mean? That means we really do life with you. We really carry your burdens. We really cry with you and laugh with you and do this with. We really endure with you, even when you don't think it's happening. God puts you on our hearts; we can't escape it. I'm like, Lord, stop making me think about Irwin. Why <laughs> <laughs> you just keep bringing them before me, Tony? that's Tony, right? <laughs> like help me, but God says no. Pray, intercede. I'm showing you things about the church. I'm showing you things about my children. We're really carrying this burden. This is not, this is not made up. We're not just holding a title and holding a position so we, for any other reason. We really Amen. are pastors. Amen. And why am I saying that? Because we go into counseling sessions where the people, watch, watch what I'm about to say. The, and I'm not having a pity party. I want to make sure I make this clear. I'm actually rejoicing that we get to do this because it's the real thing. And when you have something that's real, you know there's a real impact. Yes, you know there's a real result. You know there's really freedom. You know God gets real glory. There's a real work, right? But we will sit with people who will come and they'll be super excited about everything that's going on and they'll be like, oh, I see it and I'm feeling it and I'm there and this and that. And then you sit down with them and you start challenging their blind spots and they question your integrity. It's like, you was just amening me for a whole year. You just heard the testimonies of other people for a whole year. You just sat in fellowship for two years, and then it's your turn for God to sanctify you through the anointing that comes on leadership, and now our integrity's in question. Now, look, I'm not having a pity party. It's just the reality. Now, the amazing thing about it is how can we take it personal? Where's the warfare? Between them and us? Come on, between us and them? It's your flesh and the spirit. It is the devil and God. Say amen. Amen. Everyone here needs to settle that in your life. Whether I sit with you or not or someone, you need to settle the reality that you have two natures at war, the spirit and the flesh. And you have two masters at war, God and God and the devil. But here's the truth about this warfare. It's already won. You guys ever see that picture on Facebook? It floats around. It got Jesus with a big old, (laughs) and it got the devil with a big old arm. And they're like, that ain't happening. That's not real. The devil doesn't even know how to fight God. The devil has nothing, no opposition for God. He literally has no weapons. And he has to ask for permission That's right. all the time Amen. That's right. when, in order to do whatever he's going to do. God tells the devil what he can and can't do. But the devil got the world tricked. Like somehow they're negotiating. Any victorious people in here? Amen. Hmm? Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. So the fight is not between you and your neighbor. The fight's not between you and someone else. It's between the flesh and and the Spirit of God. Can we agree with that? Young people, your fight, your battle is not between comments on Twitter and battling on Snapchat and TikTok. Your fight is not between people who are bullying you online, it's the spirit behind the bullying. And this is what the devil does not want declared. And this is what the devil does not want taught. He doesn't want people to know what's really happening. But you're sitting in a place that knows what's really happening. Go to Galatians 5. I'm going to show you real plain. We've read this many, many times. But what war am I in? What war is this? I just got to speak to young people again. Young men and women, my young brothers and sisters. Your warfare is not with the girl you're trying to get with or the guy you're trying to get with or the friends that you want to accept you. They are all falling under the same warfare. The warfare is the spiritual piece behind it. You might see a hundred different faces, same spirit behind it. Oh, I got to talk to the men. You got a, you got a problem with Lust? A thousand different faces, the same devil. That's right. That's right. When you start fighting the devil and you know who has the victory over the devil, you'll, start, you'll stop lusting. Yeah. No, and let me say it again. Because see, the devil don't want you to think there's victory over that. There is in Christ. Amen. Amen. You're telling me that Christ doesn't have victory over lust? Come on. Somebody help me. Come on. And I don't care if you come to me and say, brother, are you saying you don't lust? Your eyes are on the wrong thing. No, what I'm saying is, any lust of this flesh is not from God. Amen. So you and I both carry the same war. Right. But the truth of the matter is, I am living in Christ. Christ is keeping me. I realize that that's not just a piece of meat for my flesh to have. I realize that it's actually warfare. That behind that pretty face is an ugly devil. That's right. Somebody stand up and say amen. Because it's amen. the truth. Brothers, it's the truth. The devil doesn't want you knowing this. You know what he wants? He wants you to have a teacher that you raise up for yourself that goes, brother, you're going to always struggle with that. Well, that didn't come from God. Did that come from God? Did God say, oh, just, it's okay. I'll get you one day. He wants you victorious now. He wants you to be able to look out into this world and see it through Christ's eyes. Give me Christ's eyes. Give me Christ's mind. Give me Christ's heart. May I not go into this world like myself anymore. Let me go in like you. Like you. Galatians 5, starting in verse 15. Let's start in 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil. What? The sinful nature wants to what? What does it want to do? What does your sinful nature want to do? How do you know, brothers and sisters, when you're being led by your sinful nature? Think about it, just just chew on that for a second. How, how do you know, what's the identifiable marker for you? when you look at the decision that needs to be made, when you look at the situation in front of you, how do you know that it is your sinful nature or it's the spirit of God? Yeah, I know. We know the answer, brother. All right, I'm gonna have, now I gotta preach a little bit before I get into the teaching. Because you said it. We know the answer. I love you, Mike. You know, it was in public when Jesus told Peter, you're gonna deny me. And I'm gonna say this to every one of us. We all deny him. That word was never meant for people to take credit in their ability to not deny him. It was meant to expose everybody. Just like the law. When the law says, thou shalt not murder, but yet everyone's murderers. See, He's, he's just saying, you can't do this because in your nature is a denial. In your nature you've denied me already. Your nature that you're depending on has already crucified me, Peter. Are you listening, church? It's in the nature of who you are. So Mike said the right thing, and and I know, Mike, this is what I'm getting to. I know your intentions were what? What was his intentions in saying that? They were, what do we call them? They They were good. That's what we call them, right? Well, my intention was good, I said the right answer because my intention was good, but what you guys did not see was right before us was God's confirmation to the very thing that I was talking about earlier today. If I put my... I know Mike because I walk with Mike, so this is good that it's Mike. But if I were to put Mike on the spot and Mike were driven by his sinful nature, don't you know he would be offended by me if he tried to defend his good intention? So then that's not really good, is it? See, the problem, brothers and sisters, is that God knows our nature, but we don't. God knows that we try to take credit for our good intentions. But don't you know that your intentions are no good? Even when you mean good, because you want to be seen for it, it makes it bad. And you can't escape that reality. You can't get away from that. That is at the core of who you are. So let me tell you how I came to this. We're driving here and I went and got some fantasy donuts. And I saw the bacon maple. I was like, "Ooh boy, I'll go cut that thing in half and eat both pieces. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to make it seem like I only want half, but but I was like, these, are, these fantasy donuts are good. And we're driving back and Michelle brings something up and, and we're just having conversation. conversation. We're, we're in unity, we're focused. We know that God has a word for today. We know that there's a work of God gonna happen here today. We believe in the work of God. So we also know we're the first ones the enemy's gonna try to come at. Because if he can disrupt this, I can't do this. So we fight in Christ. For unity. And as we're driving and we're already in this mindset, we know that God's doing something. She starts talking, hey, you know, the fantasy donuts. And uh, uh, one of the sisters said that they don't have as many uh, donuts and, and maybe we should get more plain ones. And she was just sharing her heart, right? She didn't know when she was sharing her heart, God was, he was dealing with me. And I'm like, he's all, listen to her intention. And it was simple. It was, she's thinking about you guys. She was wanting you to have what you wanted. Isn't that awesome? Right? We love that. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should do that for one another. We should love one another. We should consider one another. But what we should not do is take credit for considering one another. Amen. 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 Say amen again because this is the truth. And I looked at her and I said, babe, can you do me a favor? Just do me a favor. Can you tell me what your heart posture is behind what you're saying? Can you just... Where are you coming from? And she, with a pure heart, she goes, "I'm just, just saying what I'm thinking about, you know, others." And I, what, what? I don't know exactly. It was something like that. But was, she was just saying, like, "I'm just telling you what I was, what my intentions were, what I, what my intentions were." And and, and I go, "Whoa!" And I looked at her, and this is where y'all got to lay it all down right now. You got to lay your weapons down, guys. Seriously, you got to get into the spirit, because you're going to think, "I'm." Oh Lord, help me right now. The spirit of God is so strong. You're going to think. If you don't lay this down, you're going to think I'm trying to leverage something. I'm actually coming with my wife together with this word. We are not against each other in this. And I looked at her and I said, wow, do you know how quickly you could defend your good intention right now? And it, w- it could draw a fight. And on today, the first message of spiritual warfare, God gave me a key. And he said, this is how all fights begin. Now I'm going to show you, husbands and wives, I'm going to talk to you. I don't want to start a fight with you, but I'm going to talk to you. (laughs) He's your husband. Mm -hmm. So when you mean well for him and he rejects you, do you take it personal? Mm -hmm. You took it personal, Mm -hmm. but you meant well but your entitlement made what you meant well, evil. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. And that's at the core. Now, I'm going to tell you something that scared me right now. I, when I was having this conversation earlier, and I came up against this, and, I, and I, this is where it's at. This is where it's at, church. You want freedom? Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. This is where it's at. I went right up against that in my own heart. And I go, oh, my God, I can't help myself. May those who have an ear hear what the spirit of God is saying. I said, "Lord, help me." Cuz I can't stop that. I'm entitled to everything. Why'd you step on my shoes? Why'd you cut me off in traffic? Why'd you... It's not your road. Those are not your shoes. That is not your life. And I sat, I mean, we could just go home right now. I'm serious. And I said, "Help! this is what it should produce. Not how do I stop that? Because you can't. Help me, Lord, because I can't. I need you to help me stop being entitled. I need you to help me stop defending my good intentions. They're not good. Amen. And I know some of us right now are like, woo, that seems impossible. Because it is. It is impossible for you to do it. Now, are you blessed right now to be able to hear that truth? You can go a lot of different places in the city and they ain't gonna reveal that to you, man. This takes an act of God over some fantasy donuts. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So thank you, Mike, for being pure. Because that's really what that was. It was a pure answer. May not have been the right one, even though it was the right one. (laughs) We do it for the glory of God, but sometimes those words are a lot easier said than So I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do what? Evil. Which is just the opposite of what Tony wants. Carlos wants. Michelle wants. It's the opposite of what your good intentions want. There's a reason why there's a Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not an object, not a thing. The Holy Spirit is God. God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is alive and active. The Holy Spirit distributes to you what God wants for you. The Holy Spirit sets you free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Knowledge does not exist outside of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a person, holy, set apart. Amen. Lord. It's the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us The Spirit, say the Spirit, Spirit. gives us. That's the work right there. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can recognize the desires of the flesh. And I asked earlier, I said, how do you know if it's your flesh that's leading you? And here's here's the truth. If you don't, it's your flesh that's leading you. And that should bring an epiphany to those that feel trapped. If you cannot recognize what the desires of the flesh are, it's because you are not filled with the desires of the spirit. And you should feel right now a desperacy inside of you to say, God, help me. Give me your spirit. Ooh, oh, so many people want to buy the Holy Spirit. They want to just go to church and then chalk up a bunch of tallies like I've been to church 1,157 times, brother. <laughs> they want to read the Bible over and over and say, I've read it 10 times over. There's nothing worse than somebody claiming they've done something and they lack the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the spirit of God. We are in a spiritual warfare trying to fight it with carnal means. We're in a spiritual warfare trying to battle it through human effort. But I pray, brother. But are you praying in the spirit? Well, I think I am. You should know you are. Because if you have the spirit, the spirit doesn't misplace itself. The spirit of God doesn't go, where am I? God does not misplace himself. We need this right now. Because for some reason, people have been led to believe that human forgetfulness is greater than God's remembrance. Can I just let it simmer a little bit? Because human forgetfulness is not greater in God's remembrance. Human remembrance is not greater than God's forgetfulness. And you would say, wait a minute, God doesn't forget anything. Oh yes, He does. Your sins. So if if you're listening to the voice that's reminding you of the sin that God has forgotten, it's the devil. The two forces are constantly fighting each other. Constantly, constantly. Say constantly. They're constantly fighting each other. When you're sleeping, they're fighting. This is why you should pray before you go to sleep. Not so you can have, avoid having bad dreams, but so that the Lord would be with you in your bad dream. I'm not going too deep. This is the reality. There is no such thing as being unconscious in God. He is the definition of consciousness. Somebody say, amen. I'm, I'm about to run down this aisle right now. I'm dead sick. I will run down this alley saying, Jesus, they all need him. Yes, amen. The Lord, this is God's house. We are God's people. We fight for that because we are in a war that's already won. Yes, amen. Go to Mark 10. I'm going to show you something. Are you getting something out of this today? Woo! Mark 10, verse 29 and 30. I want to show you something because the weapons of our warfare, and we know that so well, right? They're not carnal, but but for some reason, we grab them so fast. (laughs) These are not my weapons. (laughs) It doesn't work, right? The weapons of our warfare. There's a lot of identity in understanding that, like who you are, right? But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In Mark 10, 29 and 30, I want to show you something about how you know, like what's what's actually coming with this, this, this weaponry. You need to understand the weaponry of the enemy and you need to understand the weaponry of God's children. You have to see the two, but I'm going to show you one here, the weapon of the enemy's warfare. And it's something that even though the enemy intends for bad, What does God do? He uses it. I'm going to get a new song right now. I'm going to have Nate come up and play. We're going to worship. Man, God is in the house. Watch this, verse 29 and 30. Yes, Jesus replied. You know what? Go up to 27. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. This is where they say, then who can be saved? Do you know only God can save? All right. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you. Watch this. 29. Yes, Jesus replied. And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father, or children, or property. I pretty much list everything your nature wants, right? Anyone who's given all that up, watch this. For my sake. That's that's the real key right there. Because some people give up things for their own sake. But when you do it for his sake, watch what he says, and for the good news. will receive now, in return, a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property. Now hold on, Pathway Family Church. Are we living that reality right now? You know, I've been to so many of your homes and I've eaten so much of your food. (laughs) And I fell asleep on so many of your couches and chairs. (laughs) My mother died almost four years ago, but she's alive. But she's not in the earthly body anymore. And when I came to the Lord, I gave up my mother. Meaning, we didn't have a relationship for a long time. Me and my father have never had a real relationship. Me and my older brother, Never had a real relationship. I have no relationship with any of my family. But I have been given brothers and sisters a hundred times. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Even houses, even though my name's not on your deed. <laughs> Mikasa, Sukasa, Mufasa. <laughs> no, I just sounded cool. Listen, but what does it say? Along with what? What does it say in your Bible? What does it say? So you're going to get a hundred times as much with persecution. Pathway Family Church, have you been persecuted for Christ's sake? Follow me as I follow Christ. (laughs) And in the world to come, that person will have what? Do you have eternal life? Yes, amen. Now watch this. But, verse 31, many who are the greatest now will be what? And those who seem least important now will be greatest then. They'll be first They'll be the, the least will be the greatest. The first will be the last. What is he saying? What is God saying? He has left this here, guys, in the middle of spiritual warfare to divide the sheep and the goat. There are so many people who profess Christ. And they go, see, we're going to be great. That's not the purpose of this. You let the poor rejoice in their exaltation and you let the rich Rejoice in their humiliation. That's what the scriptures say in, in 1 and 2 Peter, somewhere right in there. What does that mean? Rich people know, though they have everything, they have nothing without Christ. That's right. So the rich, the greatest, become? And the poor people know, though they have nothing, they have everything in Christ. So the least become the greatest. But they are not competing for position. They're sharing in that position. The warfare you're in, the persecution that comes against you as a believer is against that reality. The reality that all people need Jesus. The reality that it's not just for the gangbanger. It's for the sinner. That means the rich person. It's not just for the person who's in a shack but it's also for the person who's in a loft. All people need Jesus. Amen. So, and we see this, the mark of a person who is called is persecution. You're supposed to be persecuted. The scriptures say, beware when everyone speaks well of you. Oh, that man, that woman of God, they're amazing. They're givers, they love us. They never do anything wrong because you're not in their house when they wake up with boogers on their face. You know what I'm saying? You're not in their house when they're arguing and fighting. You're not with the people when they really endure through human stuff. You just see them as a presentation. You don't know them in God's presence. It's not meant for for Michelle and I to be separated from you. It's not meant for us to do life in secret. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Let me show you something about this warfare that you're persecuted for in the light. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Are you being fed this morning? Are you learning something this morning? I'm learning to turn this fan on because it's hot up here, my goodness. Verse 12, 6-12, watch this. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places you have two types of acknowledgments you need to make right now as a believer the first is in Ephesians 6:12 where you expose the enemy you must expose the enemy stop fighting each other you are not the enemy church, we are not each other's enemy. It doesn't say, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against your sister, your brother. Your it's saying against evil rulers and authorities in the dark heavenly places. Your husband, your wife, those people who are demonically oppressed and possessed are not your enemy. The, de- the demon is. You must be able to expose the enemy. And this is why I cannot stand when pastors say these words I'm about to say. Because nowhere in these scriptures that I've read to you and anywhere else in the Bible does it say your enemy is either the devil or yourself. That's man's doctrine. That's actually the doctrine of demons. Because it puts the focus on you. You have no problem with the devil. Like, oh, yeah, he's just who he is. He's defeated. He's defeated. He's defeated. But why aren't you defeated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you greater than God? Come on. You ain't even greater than the devil. Because God, Jesus himself literally said, the re- when those that didn't serve him, he said, your father, your master is who? Yeah. So you're not even greater than your master. So what makes you think that you cast the devil out, but you're still the problem? Mm, hmm mm-hmm. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but it's crazy, right? It says the flesh wars against the spirit, though, in Galatians 5. It says these two war, the flesh against the spirit. No, it says the flesh nature. That's the difference because the nature of the flesh is all too spiritual. Do you see the difference in that now? So if you get rid of the devil, why why do these pastors say, But you're the problem. Don't you blame the devil for everything. You need to take responsibility. (laughs) This is where I get in trouble, Isaac. This is where people, they call me crazy. They check out. They say, no, I can't take it. Why? Because you want control. That's why. And you like those pastors who tell you that the reason why you're in the problem is because you chose to be there. You like those pastors. And you tell me right now, anybody, have you ever met anybody who lives under that kind of teaching that's free? That's free. I still have yet to meet them. They're total hypocrites. All they do is bind themselves up in works. They are not free people. And they live in a constant delusion that the problem is themselves. The problem is the devil. The problem is the antichrist. Now, if he's your master, that's the problem. But I'm going to tell you what the truth is right now. If Jesus is your master, not only has he overcome the devil, but he's overcome the power of your what? Sin nature. So then why are you trying to fight against something he's already overcome? Who told you? that you need to do it on your own? Who fed you the lie that Jesus didn't go before you? I read in Psalm 139, you go before me and you follow me. Who told you that God has left his post? Who has lied to God's people to make them think that their flesh is greater than God? go to 2 Corinthians, Ephesians 6.12 exposes its spiritual, its, its authorities in the spirit. We know now that it's not, nowhere in there does he say, you are a part of that opposition. No, he's saying, you know what? I'm going to show mercy to you. This is God. I'm going to show mercy to you, Luciano, because the problem's not you. It's the spiritual forces. We expose that right now. You want to know why you think the way you think? Because you're under the devil. We don't like those words. You want to know why your flesh nature thinks the way it thinks? Because your flesh nature is submitted to the devil. Do you know that your flesh nature cannot be redeemed? You need a new nature, you need a spirit that has different desires. You are not meant to stay enslaved to your flesh. So we expose the enemy in Ephesians 6. We, re- we reveal it, that the, the warfare is not against flesh bodies. It's against, it's against spiritual darkness. And that's where the sin nature is. Whew. All right, let me just help you. Let me just help you. Because some people think that the sin nature is because they bit the fruit. No, the sin nature is they were deceived by Satan. That by the deception, the spiritual deception of Satan, they took the act of sin. And that has not changed. Brothers, you want to know why some of you still go to porn sites? Do you want to know why you still follow through with that? Because you've believed the deception. I can't be free. I'm going always. Who told you that? I break that in the name of Jesus. I've been freed, surely you can. You want to see? You want to test it? Come. Come. Let's get free together. Oh, how I cannot wait to prove the devil wrong again. Yeah, see, that's why he doesn't want you in fellowship. That's why he don't want you close, because he knows that this is real. He knows you come close to this. Are you really going to confess? You're really going to get free. A lot, I'm, hey, I'm not bagging on anybody. You can, you can weigh it yourself, but there's a lot of leaders who cannot do that, and I'm not bragging on myself. I am not doing that. God is doing that. And I want you to test it. <laughs> That's what's amazing about the truth is I, I want you to test it. I want you to come and see. I want you to get with the other brothers. And this was, is this was what it should do for all the leaders, every pastor, everybody who's in our support group meeting, everything, all of you should be like, Ugh. I should probably get right because he's probably going to put people next to me. Yes? Yes. Yes. You're going to get next to people and people are going to get next to you. And if all of it comes to the light, we're going to overcome it together because that's how it's supposed to be. Are you thankful? Gabby, are you thankful? Has God not been good? Where's Blaine at? I'm about to pull him out of children's right now. Blaine! Get in here! No. God has done a work in that man what I'm saying is true, right? You get close enough to the light, you get free. The devil don't want you knowing how to expose the enemy. And the devil doesn't want any of you guys vulnerable. Nobody. You know, even right now, I had lunch with somebody. Is, God just, is it okay if I just move freely? I mean, are you guys hungry? We gave you plenty of food. You probably shouldn't be hurt. If you got an appointment, leave. It's cool. I'm not going to be mad. I promise. You can get up and leave. It's no problem. But, but I want to be free here. Okay, I want to be used by God because he's moving. He's, he's revealing the heart. He's doing a work in all of us. I had lunch with somebody. And they, this is a person who's been in church their whole life. Sat across from me, said these words. I don't believe I know what fellowship is. Been in church their whole life. I don't think I know what fellowship is. I said, you want to know what it is, brother? It's not people getting together. And talking about football. At it, I'm gonna look at the camera. I don't care if you're a Raider fan, Cowboy fan, Niner fan. You need to be a Jesus fan, and he needs to be the center of your conversation. Right. Why am I a weirdo for saying that? Are we not Christians in a church? <laughs> am I not a Christian? And am I I'm supposed to be raving about him? Right. I'm so tired of that. I don't need to know statistics. I need to know the Lord. Amen. But I'm saying, I'm saying for real though. Fellowship is not getting together and just doing something in this life, like a birthday party or a Christmas or or a parade or any of that. That is not fellowship. Those are just activities. They have no eternal value. Nobody's going to be able to say to God, but I knew Randy Moss's stats. I knew his whole career. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous. But I attended every single nativity everywhere. (laughs) I did all of it. God, I've been in church my whole life, but I didn't know what fellowship was. And I said, it's okay, but here's fellowship. Here's the core of fellowship. And nobody likes it, but you need to learn to love it. It's a a word that starts with the letter V, vulnerability. And I looked at him and, and as we're sitting at lunch, I said, and you're going to have to start with me. Because we're the one having the conversation and I'm the closest thing to it. We start talking, and this couple, stranger, these two, this couple, these strangers go, Excuse me, what church do you go to? I was like, Well, my wife and I, we, we go to Pathway, we pastor this church. And oh, and you know what, man, we've been at church forever and, and we've just been told we have to wear clothes a certain way and dress a certain way. And they've been under religion. They just start opening up to complete strangers that they don't know about their vulnerability. Afterwards, I looked at him and I said, you see that? That's what the Spirit of God does. Just makes you confess things. And I go, see, the thing is, is that you need to let me close enough to you so you actually can confess some things. And if you don't do that as a leader, your church won't do it. It must be real in you as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, if you want other people to really get it. Amen. Listen to every devil that's lying to people. You're not waiting for me to do it and blaming me. It must start with you. Don't, don't think just because I'm a pastor that that then negates you. No, it just means that in my position, all the more but you're not, (laughs) you're not going to escape from this. You must be a vulnerable Christian exposed before God, right? And I told him this. I said, you know what the warfare is? The warfare is between works and grace. And here's what works will tell you, this earthly mindset. I must expose myself before the Lord. Good luck. Because if that's all you needed to do, you don't need Jesus. But I said, what grace says is, I am exposed before the Lord. It's a revelation that you're exposed. You might have a fig leaf, but God knows what's behind the fig leaf. It's freedom. I am exposed before God. There is nothing hidden before God. And I know it. So because I know it, I'm not going to act like I can hide from you. Not going to do it. Amen. Amen. Some of us right now go, but I can't do it, but I can't. No, you can't. It's going to take God. And when it is God, you will be free. So you have to expose the enemy, which we're doing right now. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you have to dispose. Say, dispose. dispose. So you have to expose and dispose. You have to realize the enemy's already exposed and already disposed. Say, I received that. Because Jesus has already exposed the devil and he's already disposed the devil. So you're not working from the victory of Christ, not for the victory of Christ. You are no longer trying to expose anything. You're realizing, hey, hold up, devil. This might be new to me. <clears throat> this might be new to you. I might be somebody who doesn't know everything and God's bringing me into the knowledge of things. God knows all things. Okay, devil, this might be new to me, but this ain't new to God. I may not know everything about you, but God does know everything about you. And he can teach me everything I need because he's already overcome you. Now, let me me ask you a question, church. Ooh, man, the spirit of God is so strong right now. Let me ask you a question. How would you rather die? Would you rather die saying, devil, you can't take my life, and if you take my life, it's because God gave me to you. Would, you? would you rather die that way or, no, I'm not supposed to die right now, devil. Get out of here, Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Are you afraid to die, brother and sister? Are you afraid to die? Listen, without the Lord, I'm terrified of dying. But in Christ, I'm I'm on the other side already. I'm dead already. I'm toast already. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your spirit that draws all men to repentance. We ask now that you bring this man into the completion of the work that you started in his life. You've called him to preach the word. You've called him to lead. You've called him to be free from all the bondage, Father. And I pray right now that the light of the living God do what it does best. Free, Lucy. Free, Luis. Free your son. You belong to God, brother. This is not an altar built by men. God built this altar knowing he would come to it. Does God know everything? Then God knew his name. Just stay there, brother, as long as you need. God is in this place. This is what it produces when you realize that The power of God is a real thing. When lives are coming to understand the glory of God, what is happening in this place is not a show. (laughs) It is the Lord. Lord. We expose the enemy and we dispose. Look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Uh, Papa, can you please come and continue to pray with Luis? Just just stay with them as long as you need, Papa. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are human. We are human. But we do not wage war as humans do. We use oh, God's mighty weapons. to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. We expose and we dispose. But what are we grabbing a hold of? You know, sister, you've been sitting here this whole time. This isn't a matter of people. It's you and God. When you were a little girl, you've had encounters. You've always known he's real. You've had encounters with God that have kept you from falling away. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to tell me that. I mean, he knows it, but he knows it, that there are moments that kept you. He met you, and this is the thing about God. Remember when you, this is ringing just a little bit. Remember when you said, he, I finally felt like he saw me? Before that day, being honest, did you ever think that way, though? Or was it when that time came, it was like it all came together? You understand what I'm saying? So did you ever before go like, man, God don't see me, and actually ever say those words? God don't see me. I'm not important. Well, growing up, like, Catholic, like, you, you are told that he sees everything. So growing up Catholic, you're told he sees everything. But you, it's like, you know, but then it's like you've never really felt Experienced it. It. Experience it. So then you didn't even know how to put, form those words until after it happened, right? Ooh, no, you didn't even know how to express it until afterwards you go, this is what I've been feeling this whole time. There, there is a time coming because your life is not fully devoted yet. But there's a time coming when, when it happens, you're gonna look back on all of it and go, Psalm 139, what I was reading, you were there in my mom's womb in the times that I didn't acknowledge you, you were there. There's an intimacy with God after you realize how he's kept you where you go, you were there. You were there. He's with you. And he's keeping you. He's keeping you from falling away. Amen. So do I. Do you mind if we pray for you? You don't mind? Okay, so you'll let us. (laughs) No, don't pray for me. (laughs) Pam, sister Pam, can you put a hand? Stacy, can you please place a hand and just point your hands towards our sister? This is why church exists. It's, it's It's the real thing. This is why church exists. Father, we lift up our sister to you, your daughter. And we pray you forgive her of all of her sins. We pray you wash her, God, that any deception that's come to try to keep her bound up in human reasoning, that she can send her way out of your hand. Show her that your hand keeps her even though she has sin. Your hand is forgiving her and washing over her and redeeming her and sanctifying her. Father, we thank you for your presence right now. And touching her life in Jesus' name. we tear down we knock down the strongholds of human reason go to John 16 i'm gonna close with this John 16 man is God good yes. verse 31 <clears throat> 1631 Jesus asked, "Do you finally believe?" <laughs> But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone. Is Christ alone? Does Christ live in you? Then you are not alone. Watch this. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Now listen to verse 33. I have told you all this so that you may have what? Peace in me. Now, real quick, have you ever wanted the peace of God? Have you ever wanted his peace? All right. Christ said, I am not alone for the father is with. So is Christ in you? Then you have peace. Peace. I've told you this so you would have peace in me. Does Christ live in us? Then we have peace. peace. You know I love you, right? (laughs) Is Christ in us? Then we have peace. Now watch this. Man, I love the truth. Mm. If that's true, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Bring on the trials and bring on the sorrows. Bring them on because as they come and they will come, My life is displayed in the reality that he has overcome it. All of you, all of you guys, all of you, every one of us, no one's exempt. Mm -hmm. The only difference is, is Christ in you or not? That's the difference. But you will have trial and you will have sorrow. But the peace I have in trial and the peace I have in sorrow is that Christ has overcome the world. Say overcome. overcome. That means it's done already. Amen. So why are you worried? Why are you worried about what's going on? Is he a liar? Don't call Jesus a liar. Don't make him to be a liar. Don't make him to be a liar by confessing that he lives in you, but then you act, trial, huh? Hmm. Raise up, mighty warrior. That's where it belongs. Yes. Child of God. Amen. Raise up. Yeah. Christ has overcome it. Yes. He's overcome it. Yes. Amen. But I'm sorrowful. Then be sorrowful in the Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know there's such thing to have peace in sorrow? Yes. Yeah. God, it hurts. I remember, even now, just think about it. Jesus in the garden. Father, it hurts. But don't you dare mistake that as hopelessness. Don't you dare mistake that for hopelessness. Because who was he talking to? Who was he in communion with? Who was he at the table with? You ever went through pain with somebody? There's some comfort whenever you have somebody in pain with you. Me and my wife have gone through a lot of pain together. And sometimes the only peace I had was to look over and say, yeah, at least you're with me in this. (laughs) How much more? Christ. Spiritual warfare is an understanding that you will only have constant peace when you accept that there's constant war. But when you try to make peace happen without war, you're asking for the devil because he's the one that promises you something that will never deliver. Oh, God just wants you to have a beautiful life on earth, right? No. No. Hate me if you want to, but it's not me you're hating. You're not my enemy. God does not want utopia on earth or else he wouldn't be bringing a new one. Amen. He wants this to finish already. He wants to wrap this thing up. He wants to save the last Gentile so we can go home to be with Christ. That's our reality now. I wrote this down. And I think you should too. Greater awareness doesn't mean greater opposition. What I mean by that is a lot of us are walking away with more knowledge today. But that doesn't mean more opposition is going to come your way. As a matter of fact, if the next part doesn't happen, then you will be comfortable in your awareness. You'll go home and you'll just put on your binge watching again and you will not think about this. Your eyes won't be open to what's on that screen and the message and the spirit that's behind every television program you will tune off and you will just binge watch and you will not discern the message in that, what you're watching. So then your greater awareness is for not. It actually becomes judgment against you. But am I talking to a deaf church or a dead church? Then let me tell you this, raising awareness means greater opposition. So what I'm doing right now what we're doing, because even though my wife's not talking, she's with me in this. We're in this together. Is bringing, The devil is bringing greater opposition. The gates of hell, because I'm raising awareness, meaning I'm living this thing out. I'm not just keeping it in my head and then tuning off from Sunday church and going back to my life. This is my life now. I'm carrying this with me everywhere I go, and therefore I'm telling people, turn to Christ. Don't turn to Fox. (laughs) Celebrate Christ, not your birthday. Oh, that sounds like religion. Turn off religion and hear the voice of the Lord. Are you saying I'm not supposed to have a good time? Yes. Yes if that good time is not in Christ. Amen. Right. Ecclesiastes is very clear. Better to spend time at funerals than at celebrations, because funerals have a refining aspect to them. I'm sorry, but you can't escape God by playing darts at a park. So do you hate me now? If you're hating me, you're hating the very message that I carry. And since I'm raising awareness, more people are going to say, that guy's doing this, and they're over there doing that. There's greater opposition. It's kind of like the government. If aliens were real, and they're not, but if they were. Well, actually, aliens are real. I do have to say this, because you're an alien, so they're real. You're a foreigner, so they're real. You're not of this world, so you're in a spaceship. That's the truth. But anyways, if aliens were real, and, and you came upon a real alien body, and you said, I need to let everybody know about this. And you drag that body in front of everybody. And you put it all over YouTube. And Look, guys, this is the real thing. And if the government knows it's real, they're going to let you just keep doing that? No. Your bank account's getting shut down. All of a sudden, people don't even know who you are. They're wiping people's minds of memories. Oh, <laughs> Men in black came real fast. <laughs> Tony who? Tony they will shut you up at all costs because you raised awareness, not because you became aware. If all you did was become aware and you stay quiet, you have no opposition. You are in fact in chains. But if you raise awareness, if you sit with people and you challenge their flesh, right, because you love their soul, And you war with those people and you toil with those people. You think the devil is just going to sit back and go, all right, I lost. (laughs) He's going to fight you. Nails in the road, everywhere you turn, flat flat tires, everywhere. You better get used to it. (laughs) Paul said, I don't know what lies ahead, but the spirit of God keeps telling me, chains and suffering. And then you know what he said? So let's go. (laughs) I'm on my way. I really do pray that we realize the more we focus on spiritual warfare, the more we realize spiritual warfare, and the more we realize spiritual warfare, the more peace the Father gives you to endure it. Do not shrink back from this reality. Lean into it. amen. Amen? Amen? And may we all be like you, Louis. May our hearts be broken before God. And may we be at the altar of Christ. Father, I thank you for this service. I thank you for this word. I thank you for the truth that sets us free. And I pray that we would walk away edified and encouraged and empowered and that we would go into our lives seeking you. Spiritual warfare, accepting it. Give us what we need to endure it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.